What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. Welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. On today's episode, I will once again be speaking with Project Spurs Director of Digital Content, Joe Garcia. In this episode, Joe and I will discuss the Spurs in their last four games this past week and early impressions of Sandro Mamu Kalashvili. Let's go to get started with this episode with Joe. Joe, how you, how you doing? Doing good. As you well know, we had a little fender bender before we got into this episode of the Spurs Cast. I'm fine. Everybody's good. Ready to talk some San Antonio Spurs. All right, man. So yeah, let's just go ahead and jump right into that, Joe. You and I just spoke. Hey, I just I want to note that we're recording this Saturday morning, and we had just spoken the previous Saturday morning, um, you know, about this team. And at that time, they were doing a little bit better, but now this past week, you know, it's kind of caught up to them the fact that they're they're always resting players or players are, are on on the injury report due to um, injury management, and it's kind of caught up. They played they played some tough road games here, so let's go ahead and go right into this, uh, the Spurs have played this last week. So on Sunday, the Spurs had a very good win. They were um, they won by eight points against the Atlanta Hawks at home in San Antonio. But this is their largest comeback of the season. Atlanta led early by 24 points, and it looked like it was over for San Antonio. But no, they came back, uh, and they executed down and made stops, made plays, and they ended up winning this game against the Atlanta Hawks by eight points. Uh, the best player for the Spurs on this night was Keldon Johnson. Then it goes kind of downhill from here for the Spurs this past week. On Tuesday, they're on the road at New Orleans. They lose by 35. It was only close for the first nine minutes. Then there, um, gradually built their lead above, um, you know, over 30 points. The best player on the floor uh, was Kata Bates' shot for San Antonio. The following night, the Spurs are on the second night of a back-to-back against one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, a title contender. The Milwaukee Bucks uh, defeated San Antonio by 36 points. Uh, again, same thing here where it was competitive for about, um, about almost two quarters up until the three-minute mark of the second quarter. The, blo- the Bucks kind of started to blow the game open and they held that lead throughout. They won 36. Again, best player on the night for San Antonio was Kata Bates' job. And then on Friday, the Spurs are on the road at Washington. They lose by 12 points. Um, Washington led early by 13. The San Antonio came back. They, they battled back. They actually got a lead for a little bit. But midway through the fourth quarter, Washington started to get those double-digit leads by 15, by 18 points, and they basically sealed the game. Uh, the best player on the, for the, on, on the team for San Antonio was Keldon Johnson on this night. So, Joe, the Spurs should have gone 0-4 in these last four games, uh, ended up going 1-3. What were your thoughts of this, the play their past? Well, the, my thoughts are when the, the team is healthy and they're playing with the full squad, when Coach Pop allows them to play with the full squad, they're very competitive, you know, as much, you know, they were so competitive. They actually came back from being, what, 24 points behind to beat yeah. the, the mm-hmm. Atlanta Hawks here in front of the hometown crowd, which is one of the games that, you know, Spurs fans were wanting uh, for, the, for the team to win this season because it was, you know, DeJounte Murray re- returning to mm-hmm. the city, facing his old team. And Spurs fans felt a certain way about some of his comments, but all it was all love for DeJounte, which was great. It was good to see that, you know, Spurs fans gave him a, a warm welcome, but very competitive. And then Coach Pop started resting players against the Pelicans. Same thing happened with the Bucks. Keldon Johnson missed. You had, you know, Jeremy Sohan out. Then the same thing's going on with the Wizards. So I guess you can kind of see the trajectory of really what's going on with Coach Pop. He's kind of letting his star players, you know, his starting five kind of rest in between games here and playing with the lineups a little bit, not playing at full strength. But like you said, Paul, at least the team is 
remaining competitive despite this for at least maybe the first quarter, second quarter, you know, first two quarters maybe. And then the game kind of gets away during the third and the fourth quarter. Uh, the teams that they're playing against really kind of put the, the the hammer down here and and show the Spurs oh, yeah. what they're really up against. And, you know, unfortunately for the Spurs, the defense has not been very good because when you're letting teams score 119, 130, 136, kind of tells you, you know, that this is still a young team, you know, again, trying to figure some things out. But nonetheless, I've been happy with at least that, you know, Coach Pop is giving some of the other players uh, some minutes here in the rotation, you know, so that's a good thing to see, even though they are losing. Yeah, I mean, this is something we talked about just a week ago, the fact that, you know, if you if you're if one of the core players, if you're one of the core players, you're going to only play once every other night is that is what it looks like at this point. It's because when you look at their their injury report, they always see injury management for almost like four or five players at this point. So that's kind of what they're doing. Uh, you know, uh, the younger players, though, who are like, um, you know, Blake Wesley, Malachi Branham, um, even like Sandro Mamu, Kelishvili, uh, Julian Champagne, those players are getting minutes like they're they're not they're not on the on the injury report um, yeah. uh, most nights so, so that's a good thing is that they're getting minutes now they haven't some of those players haven't been showing you know they've been actually struggling like a guy like Blake Wesley has really struggled even though he's getting like 18 20 minutes a night and he's not been you know and and I, I've just been like you know like the fact that like Sohan popped off at, at certain seasons Malachi Branham had a good month we really haven't seen that from Blake Wesley so I'm a little concerned that he's getting real minutes I know he's only his rookie year of course that's understandable but he's kind of not showing uh, a lot out there uh, so far uh, in the season. All right, so let's look at um, how the teams do through 74 games. You know, 29 offense, still 30th on defense like we talked about a week ago. They're 19-55 and 55 overall. They, the, the fact that they won that Atlanta game pushed them above the Rockets, so they, they've actually, uh, you know, hurt a lot of their, their, their odds a little bit here. Now, they still obviously um, have a great chance of getting that number one pick for the 14% lottery odds, but their worst-case scenario uh, got worse there with the seventh. Um, they can end up falling to seventh. Uh, it's a very rare chance that that happens. And so, Joe, like we did last week, let's go ahead and look at our draft simulation, <laughs> see how many first get uh to land the number one pick for victor Wembanyama. so we yeah. pull, we're playing on here and let's go ahead and uh begin so here we go our first sim so right now the spurs do have the uh you know their their the third worst record in the league all right here's chance number one nope two nope three no four no five no in chicago six no seven no eight no Nine, 10, 11. Oh, that's where we were last week, Joe, and, and they still haven't got it. 12, yikes, 13, <laughs> 14, 15, 16, 17, wow, 18, 19, 20, 21. 21 joe that's the worst i've as i as i've doing this in all these like last few weeks i've never had yeah. it go that far <laughs> yeah, oh, usually it's so, like 11 right it stops right around 11 yeah 11 has been like the, the most and that's and they have like i said it starts them off of 14 percent like yeah like 20 i mean bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in maryland turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code old line 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland.
Island today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So I mean, they really got to have luck on 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 Larry night coming up here in, in May. So, yeah, it's not <laughs> um, did you have any? Yeah, I know. Uh, did you have any thoughts about the team just overall with the eight games left? I mean, almost over with about two weeks left in the season. Yeah, eight games left. You know, one of the things that you're going to want to see is you know at least hopefully that the team will be a little bit more competitive to finish the year out. Coach Pop, I think you know will do the right thing and just continue to rest his star players and let some of the other younger core. Uh, get some some you know real minutes here, which is a good thing as long as they're competitive and they can finish the season out with getting some of the younger players in that rotation, getting those minutes. It's going to be good a good experience for them to end the season, even though things aren't going to end the way that Spurs fans had hoped. As far as the team being a little bit more competitive and winning some some games, this is a good thing. It's a growing process. Hopefully, the odds for the Spurs will will be a little bit better if they can lose a couple more games so we won't go to 21 uh, tries to get them into that number one pick for the draft. So I'm still expecting them to finish about, you know, maybe three or four, the fourth, third or fourth worst team in the NBA. Hopefully they can fall off a little bit more, Paul, and maybe get be the second worst team. We'll see. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised that, that just, you know, Houston looked like they were rolling there for a while, five and five. Yeah. And then, no, they're, they actually have the still have the worst, a worse record in Santa. And Detroit has ran away with that, number, that, that worst record overall. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you there. I don't have, really have much else to comment there. All right. So, Joe, our next topic, uh, last topic that I say of the show is because, again, it's, it's only been four games that this team has played. And like I said, they've lost three of those four games. Uh, let's talk about some early impressions of um, of Sandra Mukelashvili. So he was a player that the Spurs um, picked up. Uh, they signed. Um, he was on a two-way contract with Milwaukee. They waived him. And then instead of bringing him on a two-way to San Antonio, they actually gave him a full roster spot uh, for the rest of the season. Then he'll be a free agent um, next offseason. Let's just talk about how he's been playing now that now that he's played 11 games with San Antonio. And like I said, he's kind of one of players who hasn't been on the injury report, so he gets to play um, every night. So it's it's 11 games only, so we want to con- con- uh, consider that when we talk about the numbers. Um, he's averaging point points on 7.9 shot attempts with San Antonio. 6.2 rebounds in his time, and that actually stands out pretty well compared to his teammates. Two assists uh, in some of his ball movement, especially finding cutters um, on, the, on, the, on the backside. Uh, 2.3 fouls, 0.5 steals, one turnover, which is pretty good considering he's, he's adapting to new teammates, uh, and 0.4 blocks. Uh, his shot profile, what we see here is he's definitely a pick-and-pop type of big where 52% of his shots come in the paint. He does a great job of when he does take a shot in the paint, he, he really tries to focus on taking those 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 close-to-the-rim kind of shots, those layups and, and dunk attempts, so 38% of his shots come from there. And then we have seen him spread the floor, being able to shoot that pick-and-pop um, three-pointer. Uh, from from the corners, it's only been 9 of 10, but he's, he's efficient there. He His three-pointer has started to tail off here. He's 9 of 29 overall in the above-the-break threes. When he does get a wide-open three, he is making defense. Is paid barely. 
uh, making 11 of 32 wide open threes. And then he doesn't really have um, a pick and pop. I mean, a pull up type of three. Uh, he doesn't really go to the mid range. Uh, for 6'10", uh, we do see that, you know, defensively, his numbers statistically compared to other Spurs bigs don't really pop out too much on, on the floor. There's not really an area where he's, like, showing kind of like there or, or stands out compared to his teammates. If anything, he doesn't foul as much as some of the other guys on the team uh, for the big position. Uh, as far as his contract, where does it stand? He's making 357000 for the for the last few games of the season. Then this summer, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent with a $2.1 million cap hold. So, um Based on what we've seen from him so far, Joe, again, just 11 games that he's played, do you think the Spurs, um, from, from what you've seen so far, should um, ex- uh, try to re-sign him this offseason, or should they like make him try to compete for a roster spot like a training camp or something like that? Because there's only going to be, so far, that we see four open roster spots coming into next season. What's up? I think they're going to, I think they should go ahead and re-sign him. I think uh, in these, you know, the small sample size that we've seen here, uh, Coach Pop has become quite enamored with one Mamu. He mm-hmm. likes his energy and I do too, you know, and he's quickly won over the hearts of San Antonio Spurs fans. You like his energy out there on the court. You just like him, like seeing him all over the place. He's just so enthusiastic, so happy, you know, in, in talks with the media afterwards, you know, he's just a fun guy. You know, you like to see him out there having a good, great time playing basketball and, you know, compared to other players that have come in, and trying to learn the Spurs system, this guy just doesn't seem to care. He's just out there having a good time with yeah. it, you know, smiles and everything. I mean, he's, he has this infectious energy, you know. So I would love for the Spurs to go ahead and sign him because, like you said, he's great in the in the you know in the restricted area. That's where he's really, uh, I think, going to be most productive, and he can go ahead and shoot a three here and there, you know. But the mm-hmm. energy that he brings, I think, is is one of the things that you really need to take a look at. And, you know, he does have some experience here. He was uh, drafted, I believe, by the Bucs. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's played with, with, some, with some good teams. So I think if the Spurs can get him, like you said, that cap hold is 2.1 mil. I think he can go ahead and offer something here to the, to the team. And not only that, but maybe impart some of the knowledge that he's learned to some of the younger uh, San Antonio Spurs players. Again, if they can get him dirt cheap, why not? Exactly. I, I agree with you uh, as well. You know, if it's it's probably going to be for the veteran minimum is what a kind of salary that he would be looking at uh, if he wanted to back and reach San Antonio. And and again, there there are four roster spots that we're projecting, but there's still you know there's still there's definitely minutes for him where he can be. He's a very versatile player. He can start at the five. Like I've seen. Um, you know, I don't think that's what the Spurs would want. They want him more so coming off the bench. Uh, but he can play you know at the four, at the five, especially with his with his versatility on offense. And we still see that you know, if they love Victor Wembanyama, he can start there uh, at at the four. And then you got Zach Collins still at the five. And then. I'll bench they still have some depth um with the uh, Charles Bassey whenever he gets healthy uh they have Ken Birch who we haven't seen yet even though you know he, right now his salary says he should be on the team next offseason and then of course they still have Sohan there uh who plays currently plays the four but you know maybe what might shift him down to the three so there's definitely minutes there for Mamu and again it's 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 one of the last four spots I think that that um considering he's only he's only gonna be 24 when the season starts next year they they I think they, that that would be a good a good deal just to have him as, as a player for depth to kind of give give more of an opportunity to so yeah I mean that's kind of it that, that was kind of it for this episode it was a very short episode because there's only been four games like i said the team's not yeah. been playing too too well but um yeah and then the next player i, I want to talk about i don't want to talk about just yet because uh, it's it's been kind of early he's only played like in seven games is julian champagne the, the two-way player he's actually been a really good shooter and saw some of his defensive numbers are popping off the page as well and so i, I do want to mention him once we get to about over 10 games for him so he'll probably be the next player that we're going to look at if he continues to have a good week all right, so 
Uh, thank you for for uh, thanks to Joe for joining me here on this episode of Spurs Case, and thank you to you all that listened to this episode of Spurs Cast. I also want to say thank Joe for mixing and producing this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.